Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's the Sunday, August 10th edition of our monthly open reading. And you, you, yes, you, you are invited to call in and read your poetry. The phone number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Or you can just click on the click to talk button on the Blog Talk Radio page right now during the live show. We'll put you on the air and you can read. No content or style restrictions. It's a worldwide open reading. Nothing is more exciting than that. Well, actually, there's, there are many things, but it's still on its own a pretty cool thing, even though there are more exciting things. It's, a, it's an unusual day here in my house. My name is Rick Lupert, by the way, uh, from the Poetry Superhighway. Uh, normally, I'm sitting in my, uh, my office at my computer orchestrating things, but Things are being done in there, painting, vacuuming, that kind of thing. We're preparing for a new child. So it's all topsy-turvy here. So I'm in a different room with my laptop on my lap and my cell phone at my side uh, making the show happen. And uh, what I've noticed, I've been sitting here for a little while getting ready, and uh, laptop bottoms are really hot. So it's quite possible that my legs during this show may melt off. But I'm not going to stop the show for that. I just want you to know because, uh, you know, the show must go on. I'm, I'm here practically in the middle of Hollywood, okay, 10 miles north. But, you know, uh, that sort of sensibility uh, plus the inherent importance of poetry and you having the opportunity to share your poetry is far more important than my legs. So uh, that's it. If you want to call in, please do. The number is 646 7362. We've got a few callers we're going to get to in just a minute. I want to mention our contest, which is currently running. 42 different organizations and individuals have sponsored this year's poetry contest. It's our 11th annual contest. We have almost 200 paid entries. The deadline to enter is September 20th. It's a dollar per poem to enter. 100% of the entry fees will be divided up between the top three scoring poets. So if you happen to be one of those people, uh, you'll get a chunk of money for winning. Uh, plus, every single person who enters, regardless of what your score is, will receive a prize thanks to the 42 different sponsors who we have. So you could get poetry books, spoken word CDs, services, uh, portraits, all kinds of really cool things. Uh, click on 2008 Poetry Contest from the main Poetry Superhighway menu and the entire list of prizes there. It's pretty cool. I don't know of any other contest that gives you a prize just for just for entering, but it's still, it's not like uh, uh, that the winners aren't really winning. We have three great judges who are scoring all of the poems and who, uh, you know, are really doing some hard work there. So that there will be three top winners who will divide up that uh, that cash uh, entry fee, which uh, which uh, in the last couple of years we've had over 500 entries. So that's that's you know half of that goes to the first place winner, 30% to the second place winner, and 20% to the first place winner. So it's a great thing all around. Um, call in if you have any questions on that, or if you'd like to read your poem. I'm going to go to the first caller now uh, from the let's see here from the 614 area code. Hello, are you there? All right, uh, my button doesn't seem to be working, which is going to make this a really short show. Ah, uh, discovering things via the laptop. Let me try this again. Oh, joy. Um, all right, so uh, let's see. While I'm trying to get this, uh, this to work, uh, which it doesn't seem to be, I'm going to have to go into a different web browser and load it up. But uh, once again, um, the number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. And um, there is, uh, again, if uh, we've been doing this, now, now what you're going to see happening is me vamping. So anything that I'm about to say is uh, pretty much irrelevant to the show right now. So you, you don't even really have to listen uh, because I'm essentially trying to get to another web browser to uh, to uh, do this, so I, I'm stalling for time at this point. So I'm now going to say a bunch of nonsensical things, which uh, which um, 
you know, again, as I mentioned, you you don't need to listen to. But uh, as I mentioned, we are going to we have been doing this show for uh, just over a year now, and all of our previous broadcasts are available online. If you click on uh, past shows, you can see it right on the the homepage. You are able to uh, listen to all of the shows. So say you get bored one night and you uh, are thinking, gosh, I could really use an hour of poetry with, with Rick Lupert trying to be entertaining in the middle of the poetry. Uh, well, see, this is perfect for you then. All you need to do is uh, um, is uh, tune into one of those shows, and uh, then that's it. You're set. So let's see. I think I got the next thing up here. And... Um, Is anybody there? All right, this is uh, this is awesome. This is totally not working. Um, cool. So uh, what that means is, um, all right. Let's see. Um, this might have worked. Do we have a caller from the seven hundred two area code on? Oh, yes, I do. Yes. Oh, awesome. Hooray, you've saved the show, sir. <laughs> Rick, John Epstein. Hey, John, how you doing? Good, man. Cool. <laughs> threw so, me uh, I, I forgot I was sitting in 702. Yeah, you know, uh, I of course I know you locally, so it's uh, I, I never would have guessed you as a 702 person either because uh, there's no such area code locally. So funny. But, wow, I'm glad I got you on the air because none of the other buttons were working. I, I, perhaps you've sabotaged the show somehow so you could go on first. <laughs> well, I think you probably know by now that's not within my capability. <laughs> right, but the world doesn't know that. So I just, I'd, like you to, I'd like you to prove yourself again, I guess. Is, is well, there you go. Okay. So, John, let's hear your poem. Okie doke. Um, this is entitled Orlov. I'm angry when I come home. Alex's toys are on the floor. His face is dirty. And dinner's not ready. That's not the way Aunt B, June, or Harriet would run things. But my anger is more than my wife Kelly is willing to take. One night after my fuming subsided, she sat me down and levied the ultimatum. Go to therapy or move out. Wow, we just bought this place. Our condo. My name's on the deed. I guess I'm going to go to therapy. I don't know who found my first counselor, Julie, but she was good. She got to some truth quick. We figured out that my mom loved me with a broom, mop, and vacuum. That's some clean-ass love. Mom cooked three squares a day, every day, hearty, tasty meals. She poured her heart into the grub. But grub don't love you back. It just fills your stomach. I learned on Thursdays at 1 p.m. in Sherman Oaks that there's more to love than a clean house and hot meals. That was a lumpy nugget to swallow at 35. That's funny. I um, that last line was almost a comment. You know, uh, with the way that you paused before it, it could have been a comment on your poem. You know, let, let alone the last line of the poem. Well, who knows? Uh, nice, nicely done. Nicely done. Thanks. Um, man. Sh share, sharing with us the uh, the foibles of uh, of uh, getting getting old, I guess. Yeah. Not that you're not not that you're that old, uh, by the way. But uh, cool. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Rick, and thanks again for the other night, man. That was great. Oh uh, no problem. And uh, wish me luck on actually getting other callers on the air. Uh, you got it. I'll I'll throw something out in the universe. <laughs> Appreciate Take it. Take care, oh, man. Was, Bye. Yeah. Bye. It was John Epstein calling from Southern California. Um, let's see. I have another caller on the air. Um, you might be uh, uh, you might be calling by clicking on the uh, on the click to talk button because I, I don't see a phone number here. So why don't you just uh, if you're on the phone right now or say hello. 
Hello? Yes, that's you. Hello, who's this? 818. 818, who's, who's calling? Uh, my name is Ron. Is this Ron Dvorkin? Uh, that's me. Okay, hey, Ron, how are you? Hello, Rick. Can't get enough hey. poetry. Oh, good. Ron Dvorkin. Wow, too. It's uh, Southern California's taking over the reading uh, uh, this afternoon. So, Ron, uh, for those of you listening in the rest of the world, is a local poetry host who runs a couple of readings, um, uh, most notably uh, the reading at the Barnes & Noble in Encino, which many, many people go to every month, and it's a great space to uh, read in. And it's your first time calling into the show, I believe. Absolutely, yes. So I'd you like got a poem to, for it. I'd like to read Mailman by Doug DeVorkin. Don't fuck with a mailman, one of those blockheads even told me once. He knows what's going on with everyone. Who's on welfare, who owes money and to whom, who's in jail, who's fucking whose wife. He's the Jesus Christ of your neighborhood. Don't fuck with the mailman. The power-hungry bastard eats broken glass right off the shit-stained concrete. When your back is turned, he'll do whatever's necessary. Take your broken ass downtown to the docks so no one can hear you scream. The mailman don't waste time. He's out busting heads with the chubby boys down the block. He'll bust a few before dark and talk about it tomorrow, swinging round on his smoke break. Thank you for allowing me to read that, Rick. No problem. Uh, you know, I, this is your first time calling in, and so there's probably a, a number of people listening who aren't familiar with, with Doug Dvorkin and your um, your reading of his poetry. Do you want to share a, a, a minute or so about that? Uh, that is uh, the broadside. That's number two in the broadside series, and I uh, started out just going to read my son's poems. And uh, on the 30th at the Barnes & Noble, we're going to uh, have a reading where we're going to feature his poetry as read by uh, many prominent uh, poets in the local uh, poetry community. So uh, if anybody is in this area, on uh, August 30th at the Barnes & Noble in Encino at 7, thank you for allowing me to get that plug in, Rick, and uh, I'll get off and let some other people in now. All right, Ron, thanks for calling in. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Rick, you too. Bye. Bye. That was Ron Dvorkin calling from Encino, California, reading the work of his his son, Doug Dvorkin. Uh, Doug passed away uh, a few years ago, and uh, Ron has essentially entered the poetry community um, to keep the work of, of his son alive and uh, is a regular participant at readings all over the Southland and um, and it's always great to to hear his work, uh, and and he, uh, that is his work and his son's work. He started writing his own work as well, and he's always an, an entertaining uh, presence on on the stage. So you're listening to Poetry Superhighway live on the Blog Talk Radio Network. A rocky start, uh, not uh, having buttons that worked, uh, but the buttons seem to be working now, and I'm able to put people on the air. So uh, please do call in. The number is six four six seven one six. 7362. Would love to hear your work. Again, we have no content or style restrictions. If you don't want to read, but you want to ask a question about the contest or any other Poetry Superhighway related uh, thing, please feel free to do that as well. Um, I will identify you by uh, your phone number uh, so that way you'll know that it's uh, you on there, unless you're using the click to talk button, in which case I just see a bunch of ones, uh, which means um, there might be an awkward hello, or you on the air, why don't you speak up, and we won't have any idea who that is, but uh, until you say so. So there you go. Um, right now we are moving to a caller from the 561 area code. Hello. Hello, Rick. Hello. Rick, can you hear me? I can hear you. It's Martin Steele here, Rick. Hi, Martin. How are you? Fine, thanks. You know, you're the only um, oasis in the desert of writing that I'd like to be in contact with, very friendly uh, station, very friendly personality you are, and um, most of my work I'm sifting through you, so I'm not bothering with any other channels, and that's a, I thought I'd give you a call and, and read you a poem I wrote. I'd actually send it in uh, for the Poet of the Week, but I realize you only take one a year, 
So I'll have to wait another 11 months before I get selected again. Right. Well, I mean, to, to clarify uh, that, uh, you're, you're essentially right. It's not one poem a year. It's, it's any individual poet is eligible to be featured Poet of the Week once a year uh, on, on the Poetry Superhighway. I put two poets up every week. And so if you were published during the calendar year, then I would wait. Uh, then you're not eligible to submit work again until the following year. But if you do submit work, you can submit, you know, the, within the regular guidelines, which is, you know, I, I kind of am vague about it, but I say a few shorter poems or one longer one, uh, uh, leaving it sort of open for your interpretation. And we sometimes put more than one one poem up by a person. But, you know, Martin, I would encourage you, I, I certainly appreciate um, your your comments about me, I I, I try to be a nice guy, <laughs> but uh, but you know it's I'm only one one thing, and uh, and if you only publish with me or attempt to publish with me, you know you're you're limiting yourself. So it, it's uh, it's a hard road uh, as anyone who's who's working poetry uh, can tell you to trying to get published and trying to get your work out there, and a lot more no's uh, than yes has come in, but it's certainly worth. Uh, trying to to get your stuff out in other places. Yes, I have. Yes, I've had a fair amount of success, but I found that uh, you're a person who uh, gives me a feedback and replies with almost within 24 hours. With some of the places where my work has been published, it can take two or three months before I even hear about it. And the first time I hear about it is when I go online and I see my works online without me knowing about it. So, uh, but anyway, my main point is that. Uh, you write on the ball and you come back to me and I know where I stand. I don't like to wait forever. That's why I like coming, sifting it through your, through your channels. Well, that's, that's nice of you to say. So you have a, you'd like to share a poem with us? Yes, I'd like to. I've just re- I think I mentioned it previously when I spoke to you. Um, I recently returned. I went to Normandy to Omaha Beach. I wanted to get the feel of the terrain and I wanted to write about it. I've written quite a few pieces on the First World War and the Ipa and the in Flanders field. So uh, may I read you a piece I read about Omaha Beach. I walked on the beach and this is the feelings I had. May I read that to you? Of course. Go right ahead. Okay, it's Omaha, day one. My heart drags down my khaki sleeves as I kneel on the pink sands of Omaha Beach below 9,000 still stars crying out from folded clouds. I hear hoarse whispering on soft seal lips, reflecting side sandpapered shells. Scrape the surface, pink-blue blood filters through the grains of sand, blood-seeking long-lost prints. The this crying skies here never change, only blue heavens turn to vivid grey, and the sun, a desperate clock, occasionally ticks like a broken heart in a fractured loom. And the moon is an indelible lead, taking notes and making notes. The red soil beams from above focus on sands below, and tears from the stars silver the blood patches left behind. I kneel down here again, and feather gremlins of long-lasting cries with the palms of my hot hands. And under my heaving fingers, the complaining granules escape to heaven. The sentinel sands left here behind are secret sweepings below a godly rug that feels broken skins and dried up tears. Turn back the sea, turn back the tides, fold hanging clouds in the manuscript of dew. I clutch my throat, oh my heart, oh my heart, oh my heart. That's wonderful. That's a great, uh, uh, I love the, 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 the almost rhyming of oh my heart and oh my heart. Well done. Anyway, that's my contribution for today. <laughs> tell me, tell me where you're calling from again, Martin. I'm calling from Delray Beach in Florida. All right, okay. I I, I know you're a repeat caller, but I uh, sometimes I I forget where people are from. So uh, please don't take it personally. No, of course not. It hasn't entered my mind. <laughs> All right, great. Well, thanks for calling in again and again for the nice things that you said about uh, about me and Poetry Superhighway, and we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, look forward to that. Thanks, Rick. No problem. Bye-bye. That was um, Martin Steele calling from Delray Beach, Florida, a repeat caller, a former uh, featured poet of the week on the Poetry Superhighway, um, and uh, and an interesting person to 
to listen to as well. Um, so we, uh, it's your turn to call in. The number is 646-716-7362. Got a couple, uh, couple people on there we're going to get to in a second and plenty of open lines. Don't be shy. I know, you know some of you might be listening who've never read poetry live in front of people. Or, and and uh, I get a lot of people who come to the open reading that I host at the Cobalt Cafe in Canoga Park who are, are, are those folks who show up and they actually have poetry with them, but they, they definitely don't want to read it. And it's, you know, at that space, it's a very supportive environment, especially for new people. So it's, it's, it's a good thing to do. And in here, it's, it's virtually anonymous outside of the fact that, I, that I'm going to ask you your name. I mean, who knows where you are? You could be naked in your bedroom somewhere reading poetry. It's, it's, you could give a fake name. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's, it's a great place to, uh, to, to call in and read. And I think that if you, if you read your poetry in front of other people, now here you're in front of a lot of other people, uh, though you might not know, you might not know it because you can't see them, which, which may make it easier. But in a live audience, you really can kind of gauge reactions. And, but even without that, calling into the show, you, you get a sense, a different kind of sense of your own poetry when you read it out loud, uh, not out loud, out loud. Uh, out loud, I will now acknowledge, is not a word. Um, and I uh, do applaud people who have the courage to not stay within the boundaries of the English language. But uh, there you go. So call in and read again at 646-716-7362. You can call and ask questions about Poetry Superhighway if you want. My screen name, if you want an uh, instant message a question, uh, is uh, Rick Poet. That's my AOL screen name on AIM. Um, and it's, sometimes it's helpful if you send me a message with your phone number that you're calling in so I don't have to refer to you by your number. Um, but right now we are moving to the 614 area code. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, my name's Nicole. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Where Wonderful. <laughs> I am calling from Columbus, Ohio. Cool. Wow. How are things in Columbus? Well, I would say things in Columbus are pretty good. Um, I actually uh, found uh, Poetry Superhighway through a Google search, and I, I sent you a link to my site, and then I started getting emails, and I found out about the Worldwide Reading, and now I'm here. Fantastic. The system works. Yes, it does. <laughs> so, Nicole, uh, well, what's your website? Um, actually, my website is uh, ravenswingpoetry.com. Um, that's all one word. And I post my own work there. Plus, um, I try to post things that are happening in the Columbus poetry scene. There's at least two to three groups here in Columbus that have open mics every week. And things are really starting to happen here, and I think it's really awesome. That's great. And do you participate in those open readings? Actually, yes. Um, the main one I read at is Writer's Block Poetry. Uh, they have a show every Wednesday at Cafe Kerouac. It's near the OSU campus area. Um, there's also another group called Writing Wrongs. Um, they've had their first show last month. Um, they have a website. Um, I, can, I, I can post it on my blog later. And then I think there's the poetry form at Larry's, which has their readings every Monday night. And all of those are, tend to be near the OSU campus. OSU, that's, I'm guessing, Ohio State University? You got it. I'm practically a native <laughs> from here in Southern California, just by giving you that tidbit of information. Um, well, Nicole, that's great. You know, one of the things I always ask people is, is about their, their own poetry community, because you never know if there are other people from Ohio listening or who might listen to the show later in the archive who, you know, who, again, live in Ohio, live in the Columbus area, who might not have any idea that this stuff is going on. So, uh, I mean, I I'm, can't tell you how many people come into my reading, you know, saying things like, well, I had no idea that there was poetry going on in L.A., and, you know, which is, there, there's probably four or five readings happening every day somewhere in here. So uh, thanks for sharing all that info. You're welcome. And would you like to read a poem? Actually, yes, I would. Um, I'm going to read one that I just wrote today. It's called September. Crimson stains on white petals, a fist-wide flowers, open white palms to the sky, broad, smiling, innocent, unaware that they are stained, unaware that blood has rained upon their faces. Life and earth, life and death, frozen together in one moment, 
the innocence of the snowy petals against the innocence of the owners of the blood. Souls gone, which beat the flowers to the corporal finish line too soon. A stained September too soon. The flowers will remember. They bloom below the windows of Pinochet's palace. They bloom beside the hinges of Gaza's gates. And they bloom in the gardens, shadowed in undertow, next to two empty lots where our towers once stood. We must remember that September is not ours alone in sorrow. But lest we forget, the flowers will remember all of these Septembers. Lovely imagery in in those poems, in that poem. Thank you. Just wrote it today, and it's called September. Yeah. And, yes, I just wrote that probably four hours ago, actually. Wow, so it's a world premiere. Unless you've called into another radio show in the meantime. (laughs) Um, Now, you do realize it's August. Yes, that's true. Let me kind of explain the story behind that. Um, I don't know if um, any of your listeners might be familiar with a site called readwritepoem.org. They have a weekly prompt that you can participate in, and they change it up every week. Um, last week, they, they, the prompt was to write a ballad. This week, because of the Olympics and because of various events surrounding the Olympics in China, um, there's a poem by Xiao, I think his name is Xiao Tu, I'm not sure, he wrote a poem called June, and so based on that happening plus the Olympics, that last week's prompt was write your month, and I chose September because so many tragic things around the world have happened in September, so I figured there was a connection between all of them. Well, there you go. That's interesting. Now, I, I, when you, you, The first part of it where you mentioned uh, you know, white petals with crimson stains on them, it's, you know, there are my mind went in in two directions there one is well you know there are flowers that look exactly like that certain lilies that you know are white with with red marks on them but it sort of implied that it was something extra that was not supposed to be there on the flower in a way that that's where i went with it anyway right well um nicole uh thank you very much for calling in you're welcome you're welcome and uh, Please do call in again. And again, tell us your uh, website one more time. Oh, sure. No problem. It's ravenswingpoetry.com. Cool. And maybe you said later you'll post uh, that, that info about the, the reading on online in Columbus in case anyone else in that area is listening so that we can spread the word. Right. Um, I already have um, stuff up about writer's block because that's where I normally read, and I'm going to include a link for the Writing Wrongs Poetry Group for their site. It's just I don't have it right now in front of me. But, yeah, um, they uh, people can visit my site. I try to get as much on about the Columbus Poetry Community as possible, but I know there's a lot I miss, but I'm trying to make people aware of, of what's going on here. It's It's really happening. It's really awesome. That's cool. Maybe you're the person to uh, to create an official Columbus, Ohio poetry information website. Don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, Nicole, thanks again for calling in, and please call in again, okay? All right. I, I sure will. I, yeah, I sure <laughs> will. <laughs> All right. Take it easy. That was uh, Nicole calling from Columbus, Ohio. And, again, the number to call in is 646-716-73. Call in and read your poetry right now. I'm going to one of these fancy uh, phone numbers that's all one, so I'm guessing uh, you're on the click-to-talk deal. So say hello if you're listening on the phone. Anybody there? Hey, Rick. Hey. Who's this? How are you? I'm great, thanks. This is Joe DeMarco. We've been emailing back and forth. Ah, okay. How's it going, Joe? Very well. Where are you calling from? Pipersville, Pennsylvania. Cypressville? Pipersville? Oh, Pipersville, Pennsylvania. Um, is uh, I'm not that familiar with Pennsylvania, but I do go to Allentown every year because that's where my wife's family lives. Is that nearby? or? Allentown is probably a good hour north of where I live. Okay, so you're closer to Philadelphia, I'm guessing? Uh, Philadelphia is about an hour and 20 minutes south. So I'm kind of dead in the middle. 
So basically, I have no idea where you are. Is, is what Correct. we're looking. <laughs> but fantastic. Um, cool. Well, uh, do you have a poem to read? Uh, yes, I do. It's called Dreamscape. It's a poem based on my brother, my twin brother, who was in an accident 20 years ago uh, this year. Uh, it's almost a repetitive dream that I have. Slowly my eyes open, wafer thin slits at first, then full round blue. My body is asleep in this world I create. Soles of my feet touch, cool and fuzzy carpet. I hear his voice, my twin brother's. The way I prayed for it to sound some 19 years now. Normalcy flows through my veins. Still, my shell lies flat. His form slides between door and frame, revealing a silly grin, Paul's grin. I try not to cry. It never happened. His life never detoured. A wife and son belonging to him downstairs now. He eyes me, his mouth voice in concern. In reality, this reality... My head shakes back and forth. Should I tell him? No resonates in my head. I pull back. He reaches out. Fingertips so close, always so close. His grin melts off his face, arms elastic. I wake up losing him again. Next time, my brother. Next time. Wow, what a tough poem to, it must have been to have written. It, it was very tough, but I feel getting it down on paper, Rick, makes it more real, and then you can sort of uh, deal with the feelings easier. Yeah, no doubt. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it, finding a way to deal with it is is the way to go, as opposed to ignoring it. And certainly, uh, writing a poem is is a valid way to to get through it. And and that's uh, you said this was twenty years ago. Twenty years this July. When did you write the poem? I wrote the poem last year. Hmm. Well, Joe, thanks for calling in and reading it. Do, do you uh, participate in readings in Pipersville? Uh, no, there's not really a lot out here. Um, I have my own website that we now have 30 members. I have a website myself, and uh, we're growing um, every day. We have some people that are local as well as people in New Jersey and southwest PA. What's, uh, what's your website address? It's writersroundabout.net. What and what happened? Is it a personal website that other people participate in, or is it is it designed to be a, a forum, or what happens there? It has a lot right now of my personal uh, watercolor paintings that I do and poems. Uh, also, hmm. I'm slowly adding on pages for each member as they submit their work. So soon we'll have quite a few pages of many different artists and poets. Well, that's great. Tell us the address one more time. WritersRoundabout.net. Great. Well, Joe DeMarco from Pipersville, Pennsylvania, thank you so much for calling in and reading. Thank you, Rick. It's been a pleasure. <clears throat> and have a good rest of your afternoon. You too. Bye-bye now. Bye. All right, that was uh, Joe calling from Pipersville, Pennsylvania. Again, the number to call in is 646 716 7362. Now, I suspect that if you're listening to the show, the number's probably just big right up on your screen, and so me saying it to you every every few minutes is probably just sort of superfluous, but, you know, I've listened to a lot of radio, and they tend to give the phone number out a lot, and I'm, I'm just trying to sound authentic, so uh, hopefully you'll, you'll allow that. And I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I've got the laptop on my legs, and it's very hot, uh, uh, And but, you know, we're just over halfway through the show, and only a portion of my right leg has burned off. So I think I'm going to make it to the end of the hour with most of both of my legs, or at least one full leg intact. In so uh, that's pretty good. It's better than I thought. Uh, moving along again to a caller from down the street from the 818 area code. Hello. Is this me, Rick? <laughs> that's sort of an existential question. It's it's Jerry G. Rick, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. Here in Studio City, listening to you and uh, Ron and John. We're we're having a party today, huh? I know. It's it's like uh, I mean, no offense to ever, anyone else listening uh, to uh, to the rest in the rest of the world, but it certainly does seem to be Southern California centric. But it goes in cycles. A couple of shows ago, there were there were just a bunch of callers all from North Carolina. 
you know, so I, you know, it's this weird kind of I don't know slam thing going on where different cities are trying to vie for the the power here on Poetry Superhighway Live. Wow, podcast slam! How's that? <laughs> something like that. We should do something like that. Um, Jerry G, how you doing? You doing good? I'm all right, man. Things are good. Sitting here, I was trying to explain to my wife. I don't know why I'm just sitting around. I have the opportunity to listen to Rick's show, and uh, that's weird. I don't know what I'm normally doing on this time of the day on Sunday. Did you like the uh, first part of the show when it was completely not working and I was panicking? Uh, you, uh, Rick, you, you handled that as well as you do everything at the Cobalt. <laughs> well, you know, it's rare at a live open reading when there's people out there. I sometimes call someone's name and uh, and they've left or something like that. But I've never, you know, called, you know, not been able to get someone on the stage who's on the list if they're actually in the room, you know. So it's a, it's a, it's an odd thing. It's like hosting a room, uh, a reading with no one else in the room. There you go. And and they're just not coming up to the stage because they ain't there. But uh, it seems to be working now. Jerry, by the way, I should mention I, I talked about the contest earlier. You are one of the sponsors of the contest. Tell us what your prize is because I think it's uh, one of the coolest ones we got. Well, thank you. Uh, Well, I am also, in addition to being a poet, I'm a photographer, and uh, I like people to have my art. So I am going to be uh, sending out, uh, I've offered three uh, pictures from my collection, and uh, I think the first time I did it, I had a very specific uh, genre I was sending, and I think the last year I decided just to go random. So I'm not sure what pictures I'll be sending. They may be uh, color pictures of the... uh, of the, the Humboldt uh, trees, the redwoods, or they may be uh, black and white pictures of rocks, you know. But uh, truly, I think they will have an artistic bent to them. Well, man, you just can't lose no matter what you, you get from you, I would think. And and just, it's a, you know, again, like if you enter the contest, even if you score in last place, you could get a work of art from Jerry Garcia just, just for entering. And that's, you know, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your sponsorship and really the the outpouring of, of sponsors from all over the world who have made this kind of a a special thing and a special way for people to to share their art and expose each other to each other's art. So thank you. Well, thank you, Rick. I think it is your generosity that is leading the pack here. I'm not giving away anything. <laughs> you you certainly have given away your 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 time. That's, that's appreciated. Good, you know. it, in, uh, yes, that's appreciated. Well, there you go. So, Jerry, you got a poem for us? I do. I do. You know, it's the Olympic time, and I, I, I've got this poem that I had actually started uh, four years ago during the last Olympics, and uh, I finished it not too long ago, so I thought I'd read it. Uh, it it's kind of a comparison uh, of my life to uh, Olympic the Olympic athletes, and as you know me, you know I am nothing like an Olympic athlete. So um, I'd like to read you this poem. It is called Dog Paddle. And it starts with a quote out of uh, probably out of Wikipedia. It talks about uh, the uh, game theory, um, which is something that's way over my head, but uh, the verbiage in here is very interesting, and uh, I think the poem will bear it out. Game theory attempts to mathematically capture behavior in strategic situations in which an individual's success in making choices depends on the choices of others. Not much synchronizes in my life, not like Olympic swimmers gliding two by two, lanky hard bodies dive, torpedo through iridescent lather, hands and wrists curling together and against, muscles flex, and rest. Each stroke forms a perfect equation, not like the John Nash game theory of my daily routine, not like force-fitting stubborn puzzles from calculating humans and their troubled executions. Through cell phones and printers, coffee-stained work orders, scheduling unrelated parts, filling quarrelsome needs of North Hollywood gardeners, of Sherman Oaks pool engineers, of languishing shop owners on the boulevard. Bushings and bolts, bristles and poles, metal locks and peace of mind, all must ship today. In the blue arena where crowds cheer, swimmers, oblivious to their approval, reach the far edge and neatly flip around. 
You know, Jerry, if you uh, if there was an, a poetry team for the Olympics, uh, you, you certainly uh, would 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 probably do very well. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm honored that you would say that. So, did you? That was a great poem. Did you? Um, did you, did you happen to catch the opening ceremonies? I did. I uh, I had the opportunity to record it and then uh, watch it in portions and flip through commercials, and it was just magnificent. The technology has really uh, really gone a long way out there, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, I I'm honestly not all that interested in sports, and and the Olympics is, is sort of an extension of that. But I, I do I do see you know the, the connection of the, of the world you know in the Olympics and, and do enjoy the ceremonies and that kind of thing. And that I was blown away by that. I mean, you know, just all these amazing things keep happening, and then at the end, the guys running on the ceiling. I mean, that was extraordinary. Uh, absolutely, uh, there. I'm speechless over over the how, how amazingly they put that together. Um, I know because I I also work in a in the, the motion picture advertising business out here in, in L.A., and uh, I actually believe I know a few people that went out there to work on that, and um, I had no idea that that's what they were doing, <laughs> so I was just doubly impressed. It's pretty cool. Do you think Spielberg's kicking himself for uh, for dropping out? It could be. could be. Because, uh, you know, that or Indiana Jones, I think I might want to watch that guy running around the ceiling for a while. Well, I, honestly, I would pick Indiana Jones, but... Uh... <laughs> I can't tell you how excited I was for that that movie. Uh, I'm not sure it quite lived up to all the excitement, but uh, I enjoyed it anyway. Well, good to um, you, <laughs> Jerry. Thanks thanks for calling in again. Thanks for having me, and I will see you in the, uh, at the Cobalt. Sounds good. Uh, that was uh, Jerry Garcia calling in from here in Southern California, one of the Poetry Superhighway sponsors. He's also one of the co-directors of a local group called the Valley Contemporary Poets, which is a, an organization that was started in 1980, an actual bona fide nonprofit 501c3 organization that sponsors a couple of different poetry reading series um, here in the San Fernando Valley, um, including once a month uh, they present a reader at the Cobalt where I host, and then they have a, uh, another reading series at the Community and Cultural Center in Tarzana, and they, they publish books and that kind of thing. and uh, you can um, check out their website. I, I think it's valleycontemporarypoets.org. I could be wrong, uh, but if you look up Valley Contemporary Poets, you're sure to, to find them. Um, there you go. So we've got about uh, 15 minutes left in the show. Please call in. We've got a bunch of open lines here, um, and the number is 646-716-7362. It sounds a lot like a telephone when I keep giving the number. And I, I assure you I, I'm not asking for money. Uh, but on the other hand, if for any reason you'd like to give me money, that would be fine too. We're about to have a child, and uh, apparently they they cost a lot of money. And uh, perhaps you'd like to donate to our paying for our child fund. I don't know. Anyway, the number is 646-716-7362. Call now. Um, right now I'm moving to... Uh, another uh, caller, all one, so you're probably using the click to talk button. Are you there? Anybody there? If you think it might be you, say hello. Hello? Yes, it's you. Congratulations. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. This so is my Don Hebelberg. Hey, Don. How you doing? Well, I'm doing well, except getting warm, and uh, Sonoma is doing well and getting warm, and... Uh, you are doing well and getting warm. Yeah, I guess it's definitely. climate change. It's, it's climate change right here on my lap, as a matter of fact. Um, Don, uh, you—I uh, guess you're using the—are you using the click to talk to call in? No, I had to abandon that. Okay, so you're actually well, calling I'm on in the on phone. your. That's interesting. So I guess uh, you know, uh, I guess it's not the 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 blog talk radio switchboard doesn't work 100% of the time in terms of. Caller ID, or maybe you've got well, caller ID blocking. Well, it could be my it. stupidity too. No, it's not. If you just called the number, it's not you. But if you, you might have caller ID blocked, and that that could be what happened. But um, uh, I don't, I don't know. But uh, I'm just doing the best I can to introduce people without referring to them as a number, and 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 figure out how it all works. But uh, but Don, so uh, where are you calling from? This is Sonoma, up north. Ah, 
Cool. Sonoma, California. California. Uh, now, yeah. go ahead. You go ahead. You have a poem? Is that what you were going to say? I have a poem. Unlike the rest that have been read, it's a little bit more lyrical, and it might jar some people. So hold on to the arms of the chair. <laughs> this is entitled The Meal of Divorce, and it's dedicated to those who leave marriage against their will. The sluggishness after dining on verbs seemed to droop down from the weight of the moon. The cypress tree song creaked, cracked on the path which swayed underneath our divorcing footsteps. The sea fidgeted, hissing a radio-like second movement of Sibelius's Fifth Symphony in which the waves, white heat, crashes into the silent beaches obscure wall of sand. Blurred, a pianoforte sighs above the mist like an aftertaste mint to the orchestra of that loud meal eaten late, hidden in San Francisco's fog at the house on the cliff. And of course, there's a local reference here to the restaurant house on the cliff is the Cliff House. Huh. Now, you describe that as more lyrical than the other, uh, I guess referring to the, the other folks who have called in. What um, uh, What makes you say that? Um, by the way, I was strapped in. Good, good. Well, I, I'm thinking about that idiotic computer heating up, too. That's not good to strap in. <laughs> but anyway, I was just thinking in terms of uh, vowel agreement and uh, syncopated rhyme. And, and um, by vowel agreement, I mean assonance and uh, things like that. So, so it's... Uh, Okay, so um, more more conscious thought to to that no, those no, no, kind of things. Not more conscious thought, but um, simply uh, making a differentiation between uh, everyday speech that is heightened and lyricism, which is heightened. So there's two different ways of organizing the words. Two different I get it. points. Am I making sense? Sometimes yeah, absolutely. So, but I'm just, I want to, um, you know, one of the things about rhyming and lyrical poetry, I think sometimes, it, in particular rhyming, I should say, I think that if a rhyme scheme is done well, you, you almost, you don't really notice the rhyme scheme. Yeah. Uh, unless, unless it's, uh, well, in, period, in terms of my taste and, and what I like to listen to and hear. Because um, I, I hear a lot of rhyming poetry where, Oh my you know, it, you know the way it's read and in, and in the words that are chosen. It's it's pretty clear that it's a rhyming poem, and it's and and maybe the the word that was that's rhymes is, isn't the best word for the poem, but it's 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 the word that rhymes. You know, not a yeah. not a slam against rhyming poetry, but but in terms of good rhyming versus uh, you know Most maybe good. a lot of other <laughs> perhaps. So can I have um, two seconds here too? Sum up the Sonoma situation on the county level. There are three open mics that I'd like to mention. I have nothing to do with them, but one is on Thursday, and that is at Cafe Martin in Santa Rosa from six to nine. Mm-hmm. The first Saturday, September sixth, upcoming is at the Barking Dog Coffee House in Sonoma, and that is across from the highway, from the from across the highway from the Fairmont uh, Mission Inn and Spa, and that's from 5 until 8. And then the third one is this coming August 17th, the third Sunday, and this is the Healdsburg Literary Salon, and that is at the inside the city council chamber, if you can believe it. And that is at North and Vine Street in Healdsburg, and that is from 2 until 4. And the best way to get information about things that are happening up here is 
the uh, coverage in Poetry Flash, either Google or Alta. I can't remember the last name of that Alta. Alta Vista. Alta Vista, yeah. So use one of the search engines and uh, and Google it. Yeah, I'm familiar with Poetry Flash. Well, actually, Don, before you go, I did want to say a couple of things. I'm definitely familiar with Poetry Flash. It covers Southern California as well. It's a great paper um, and a great resource for California poetry. So thanks for mentioning that, and thanks for sharing all that information. I'm wondering, if do you have another poem uh, of your own which you might dis- which which you're happy with, which maybe isn't as lyrical, or just to show us the difference in your own work? And I can give you a minute to look for it and, and say a well, couple things. There it's, is one that I have. It's it's Lebensraum. It's in memory of John, Dr. John Somerset, who used to be head of the English department over at the uh, community college uh, when uh, the community college was on the flats in Oakland. And, uh, okay. This is well, Lebensraum. Before you get before you read it, I just want to so let me just say we we've got about ten minutes left in the show. I've got one other caller uh, holding uh, after you, so we're going to hear a poem from you, Don, and then the caller from the four hundred four area code. We might have time for another caller or two, so if you want to uh, give it a go, call in the number six four six seven one six seven three six two, and we'll try to squeeze you in. Uh, Don, go ahead. Lebensraum. Between the retirement village's edge. And the highway lived a walnut orchard until two days ago when bulldozers ripped up the trees like children from their clenching ground. Today, string-like, red-shouldered kites circle around overhead, seeking dislodged tenants for food. The red-orange of their slit eyes sigh among the tree trunks disc-harrowed hay and piles of limbs. Yellow legs and talons tuck up next to taut bellies, all under motionless wings. Rufous breasts throb and three-feathered tail bands flash black and white, signals to those sighted below. The village yawns into the trees with unbuildable, upon hills on top and into manicured vineyards below and stops. Above, kites screech their promises only to sail away, wing and wing on soundless waves of wind. Very nice. What a, what a wonderful writer you are. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you calling in and sharing your work with us. Thank you very much, Rick. Don, maybe you'll consider uh, sending work for a Poet of the Week publication. Uh, I, don't, I don't need to put you on the spot. Think about it. <laughs> on the uh, Just uh, click on uh, Submission Guidelines from the main Poetry Superhighway menu, and uh, I'd love to see a submission from you. And I appreciate that you calling in and sharing uh, the, your poetry as well as the information about uh, readings in the Sonoma area. And I confine myself to readings that are uh, under 21 um, safe or allowable. I didn't mention the bars. So these are all open mics. Thank okay. you very much, Rick. Thank you, Don. Bye. Don Hagelberg calling from Sonoma, California, shared a couple of poems with us. Uh, um, good work and uh, uh, shared a bunch of information about about readings happening up there as well. All right. Again, the number is 646-716-7362. We might be able to get to you if you call in right now, moving to a caller from the 404 area code. Hi. Hi, this is Lisa Allender from Atlanta. Hi, Lisa. Um, hi. Um, I was featured at your wonderful um, website. I think you have a great website there um, for your Poet of the Week a couple of times in the last few years. I think 2003, and I think I submitted again in 2006, I think it was. <laughs> um, so anyway, I have um, one poem I can read. I First, I want to say I think... The reason why this is so important, what you're doing, is because it promotes a wonderful sense of, of communion, if you will, um, uh, the kind of thing that, I don't know, people look for this sort of thing in church or they look for it at their house of worship or they search for it in museums or at the theater. But I think that poetry is so immediate. You know, who was it? Was it, was it Auden who said compressed emotion? 
this compressed emotion, and it's so important to share that. So I have a short poem if you have time for it. Um, we do. This so one is called Go ahead. Okay, it's called For Aunt Carolyn. She's had to photograph bodies, some raped and left for dead. Others died a quick death in their sleep or at the request of some pills or on the order of a stranger's knife. I wonder if there have been torsos, bodies with no heads, like those playboys she used to collect. She beheaded those perfect girls, took their heads to the beauty parlors, it was 1965, and said, make me look like this, and they did. I remember the big yard sale where I peered at perfect torsos and wondered why it meant so much to run my hands over their two full breasts, tanned legs, slim, sleek necks, why it felt natural to stare at girls who, faceless, still stare back at me. That's so great. I, um, and what a great way to really communicate to the people at the salon what you want to look like. Yeah, isn't it hilarious? And she, she's adorable. She's actually, she works, the reference at the beginning of the poem, it's all very, very autobiographical, very true. She actually works as a CSI investigator, and she always brags that she was doing it long before it became popular. But she literally went from, a, you know, she was a makeup artist from, you know, makeup brushes to brushing for, you know, dusting for fingerprints. So it's a very strange uh, metamorphosis. And she was, without realizing it, she was sort of an unwitting, uh, an unwitting, uh, I don't know what your catalyst, I guess you would say, from me discovering my own uh, dual sort of sexuality at a very young age. And, and you know, it, I, I know she didn't know that. And when I read the poem to her, she was quite shocked, you know. <laughs> oh, Mount Carolyn, oh, my goodness, you know. But she, I think she, you know, sort of took it in the spirit intended. It was not a negative thing. It was a very positive and sort of, I don't know, sort of a pat on the back, if you will, uh, to her for just kind of opening up that conversation. Uh, for me when I was, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old and, and very frightened of anything sexual, you know, Catholic. And what's what's the old phrase that the Jews invent guilt and the Catholics perfect it? I don't know. I, you know, it was just such a, a repressed uh, kind of uh, environment in childhood. The Jews are pretty good at it. Yes, that's so I've heard. Yes, I, yes, I have heard that. Um, Maybe so, it was a joint project uh, between, uh, between, between us and, and you. I don't know. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. I I recently attended an event where they had a, a Zionist, a Jewish scholar from uh, from Israel, and a, a Palestinian gentleman, uh, and they met at a Catholic church. And when I told a friend I was going to this peacemaking uh, day, she said, "Oh my goodness, a, a Zionist and a, a Palestinian at a Catholic church? It sounds like World War III. What do you what? You know?" And I said, "No, no, no. It's it's this really interesting thing, and it, it actually was amazing because both gentlemen had lost people in the, the Middle East conflict, and both are committed to." to peace, which I think is a huge thing because it's personal for them. It isn't merely political. It's a very personal thing. I mean, uh, in the case of the right. uh, Israeli man, he lost his beautiful 14-year-old daughter at the hands of Hamas, which is horrendous. And in the case of the Palestinian gentleman, in fact, they did a film about it. I haven't seen it yet. In Counterpoint, it's supposed to be well, mm. in the case of Palestinian, he lost his 62-year-old father. So, you know, I, that's a huge thing. And so, again, going back to the whole sense of communion or connection, um, I think Lisa, poetry wants to do nothing else. Yes. Uh, running a little short on time, but I, sure. I know that you, um, you've you got a website. Can you tell us what it is? Yes, actually, it's www.lisaallender, that's L-I-S-A-A-L-L-E-N-D-E-R, and they can click on my blog for updates. I'm, I'm very enthused about my blog. I also have another one called www.practicewhatyoupeace, P-E-A-C-E. I'm trying to get peace into the lexicon as a verb. As a verb, <laughs> we can war with Wonderful. one another, we can peace with one another. <laughs> so, uh, cool. yeah. Well, Lisa, I, thank you so much for calling in. Thank I, you. You, you were a featured poet of the week. The last time was in January 29th to February 4th, 2007. Love your work. And so if anyone wants to see more, in addition to going to your site, they can certainly um, click on Past Poets of the Week and, and click it there. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much for the opportunity and continued uh, success. All right. Take it easy. That was uh, Lisa Allender calling from Atlanta, Georgia. i got about 30 seconds left. I want to thank everyone for calling in. Uh, thanks uh, for, for bearing with me at the beginning when the uh, on-air buttons weren't working on the, on the website switchboard. Our next show will be next month. Uh, check the uh, website for the date. 
And then, of course, in October, we're going to have our broadcast where we announce the contest winners first. Thanks so much to everyone for calling in. Have a lovely rest of your your Sunday, and do visit us on the web at poetrysuperhighway.com. This is Poetry Superhighway Live, signing off.